attention, all civilians. You're listening to TalkZone.com. Internet Talk Radio. TalkZone.com. Now, TalkZone presents All Things Employment with Vicki Caza. All Things Employment with issues, answers, and information for today's job market. Here's your host, Vicki Caza. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to this edition of All Things Employment, brought to you on TalkZone.com. I want to let you know our listening lines are open. You can call us at 888-463-6748 or 888-GO-FOR-IT if you'd like to call in and chat with us while we're talking about our topic today, or if you have any comments or questions on anything having to do with the world of employment. So feel free to give us a call. We'd be more than happy to chat with you. Okay, today I want to talk a little bit about something a little different that absolutely affects just about any workplace or any place actually where people gather, and that's the topic of gossip. You know, a lot of people claim they don't gossip, but anytime you say anything about somebody else, that really is considered gossip, I would say. And today our guest is, I'm very happy to have as my guest today, Julie Barkus. And Julie is the president and founder of Motivate Teachers, The Leadership Connection, and Workplace Gossip. Now, Julie helps organizations manage, motivate, and retain great staff through customized keynote presentations, workshops, and consulting services. But today, Julie's going to talk with us about that that specific issue, and that is workplace gossip. Julie is the author of a new book that's about to be released. It's called Break the Gossip Chain. And I think anybody listening today or anybody who gets a chance to download this show and listen to it can identify with some of the things that Julie and I will discuss today because I believe whether or not we feel we gossip, everybody can certainly recognize gossip when they hear it. So I'd like to bring Julie on and welcome her to the show. Julie, thank you so much for being able to join us today. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Vicki. It's wonderful to be here. Terrific. Thank you so much. Julie, I want to ask you, you know, when, when you and I first talked offline about this topic and about the book, I guess my first question is to you, why did we call it, why did you call your book Break the Gossip Chain? Where did that come from? When I was first thinking about workplace gossip and how it impacts us in the workplace or just in our lives, that was one of the first phrases that popped into my head is that we need to break the chain. And the reason I think of it as a chain is because people are individual links that perpetuate or keep the gossip going. And as we do, that chain becomes stronger and stronger and tougher to break. So everybody in the workplace, if it's a gossipy group, literally is a link in that chain. And it takes one person breaking that chain to start working on a more constructive, more positive way of communicating. Well, I think that's a great way to put it. You never think about it in those terms. The chain and every link in the chain certainly makes the chain stronger. So if you are in a group of people who are gossiping, each one of those people certainly becomes that chain. And I guess my question next is, is also what, what inspired you to write a book about gossip? I mean, obviously, as I said, we, we all can recognize it and many of us have been victim of it and, and partook in gossiping, but what what inspired you to write a book? From a very early age, I was always impacted by people's words and how they spoke. And some situations that happened to me as a child just really stuck with me, and they all had to do with even how the kids were speaking to and about one another and who fit into what group and how people felt who weren't part of certain groups. And I always want to be part of those groups where people were fitting into or hang out with the older kids in the neighborhood. And one of the 
the ways you did that was by being part of the neighborhood gossip or what was going on, what kids didn't you like. And I carried that forward with me into the workplace. And I saw in the workplace that there were people who were very gossipy and it was almost the same type of situation. If you were in a gossipy environment, you almost felt like you had to gossip to fit in. Otherwise, you were out an outcast. And on the other hand, I also saw that people who could utilize their positive communication skills could easily climb that corporate ladder or get ahead in work more so than the people who were stuck in gossip. So I saw some very clear differences between the way people communicated and how much they were able to advance in their positions. Hmm. So I feel it's always been with me and always something I've been studying even from a distance as to why people get involved with gossip, how words impact other people, and what styles of communication propel you forward in your career. Hmm. That's an interesting, that's certainly an interesting take on it, Julia, I have to say. And I guess a question I would have too for you is, do you think most companies or leaders in companies realize that there is the gossip problem or that they see it as something they need to handle? I would say it's 50-50. I have leaders calling me who say, Julie, this is an absolute problem. We need some help. We need to do something differently. Then I have staff members who will email me from different organizations, and they'll say, you know, our leader has no clue (laughs) that this is a problem, and it's as bad as it is, and they won't do anything about it. So some leaders have kind of um, a feeling that work with gossip is present and that they should do something about it, but they're not quite sure what to do about it. So they don't do anything, and that's when it can become most destructive. And I just recently met with a client on site, and she said, you know, the best thing I did was bring somebody in from the outside who could be an unbiased ear for me and just listen to see how destructive the communication really was because many people don't hear it. Yeah. Well, I guess then, too, how do you work with leaders to help them understand and eliminate workplace gossip? Because, you know, as I said at the opening, I think gossip takes place everywhere. You know, obviously, in any kind of social circle, I think when you've got more than one person conversing, there's going to be some form of gossip going on. I think it's part of what, you know, we as humans do. So in a corporate setting or a business setting, how do you work with leaders to have them understand and and realize how destructive it can be? With leaders, I have an 11-step plan of action, and this is the plan I'm going to be sharing in Break the Gossip Chain to really help increase understanding of what gossip is and how to eliminate it. And there are different things that come up in our organizations that are sure ways, positive signs that gossip is going to Uh, come about if we don't take care of them. So there are these things that we can really work as a leader on eliminating from our workplace to ensure that positive communication will be the outcome or the, the product of our style of leadership. So one way is to work with the leaders on a plan of action, and then I also do a lot of on-site programs to help staff members understand and eliminate it. So it can really be done in a two-part play because it really works hand-in-hand with getting everybody on the same page. So if we just train leaders, then we're going to have staff members who still gossip and leaders who give up on the process. If we pull everybody and get them on the same page together, doing some customized role plays, really experiencing what gossip is and taking a step back and seeing how destructive it is in our workplace, everybody's going to have more motivation to want to make it go away. And the interesting is, or the interesting thing is, is that when I speak to teams, I ask them how many of you would like the gossip to go away, would like to come in and work in a non-gossipy place, and most all hands go up. Then I ask, but how many of you gossip? And I say, you don't have to raise your hands, but most of them raise their hands anyway and say, yes, we do. 
Wow. So it's, it's a very common thing. Wow. I mean, you know, it's something, uh, yeah, it's common and it happens in every workplace. And I, I guess to, you know, anybody on the outside listening in today and or not really thinking of it in these terms, you, you almost think to yourself, there's no way you're going to stop office gossip. You know, how could this possibly work? But obviously you've got, and you, as you mentioned, an 11-step program that I'm, I'm sure is included in your book that helps them recognize and deal with the gossip. I think that's a fabulous thing. That That's really right. That's really great. One other question too, Julie, on the issue of when you're talking with groups and mentioning, would you like to work in a non-gossipy environment? Do you find that they're relatively open to being really honest with you? I know you mentioned, you just said, you know, that some of them put up their hands and some don't, but do you get folks that are really pretty much open to wanting to share with you what their feelings are? Absolutely. And recently I've been going into different organizations and doing some video documentaries with staff about why they gossip and what their leader has done that's been effective and what hasn't been effective. And everybody seems to really want it to go away. And there are some cultural differences where different cultures in the in the world <laughs> have different views on gossip. And uh, But mostly from what I found, especially in the U.S., they do want a non-gossipy workplace. And one team that I worked with before and after, they said before when gossip was present, there was so much tension in there. You could feel it when you opened up the door to get into work in the morning before you even put that first toe in the doorway, you felt the tension. Wow. And then afterwards, the stress is released. People are focusing on the positive things within one another. So I wholeheartedly believe that we can create environments that are gossip-free. And it starts step number one with the leader or supervisor possessing a strong positive belief that it can be eliminated. So many leaders will say, oh, well, you know, we're a team of women working together. There will always be gossip. We really need to change that belief, change that mindset to one that's more positive and constructive with how you want to communicate and what kind of team you want to manage in order to eliminate it. So that's the very starting point. Hmm. I like what you said about, you know, just before you even step in the door, you, you almost know, and what you, you said at the beginning, it. too, kind of goes hand in hand, that you sometimes feel pressured into being part of that or you won't be accepted. And that's, you know, with work being as hard as it is today anyway, to have to feel that you're pressured or uncomfortable about being in a gossipy environment, that can't make for a good work day, absolutely. Yes, so, I, And it makes it so hard for staff members just individually to say, oh, well, I don't want to be part of the gossip. Mm-hmm. It really takes an initiative from the top down to say this is the kind of environment that we're going to cultivate here, and as a leader, this is how I'm going to do it. Because mm-hmm. we have individual staff members, and even if we're only seeing one person gossiping and we're confronting that one person, if there's other gossipy things going on in the environment, it's going to be really hard for that person to break away and not gossip. Yeah, I certainly see that. So then why, in your opinion, is gossip such a common challenge in in our workplaces? I mean, again, as I said, in any situation, you'll see it. But I mean, people are here to do a job and be paid for being productive. So why is it such a common challenge in, in workplaces? It seems, and you've hit it right on the head, is that it's a human need to really communicate. Part of that is finding out what's going on about other people. And when I started studying workplace gossip, even researching it way back when, there was a book written, I forgot the title of it, but it talked about how human language may have even evolved just from our need or our desire to find out what's going on about with other people. (laughs) So that that's how our language might even have come into play. And in the olden days, a gossip 
gossip was actually considered a trusted friend or a companion. That was the <laughs> definition of a gossip. But now with all this technology available and there's so much information that we have readily available to us, gossip has really taken on a much more destructive tone. Yet it's still accepted as a normal way of life. And it's hard. Reality TV shows have made it really tough for us because they're all based on gossip and who did what to who. And we get into that. And especially if we have younger staff who are always watching those shows or we're watching those shows, you come to accept it just as a normal way of communication. So we really need to turn off that TV. Don't pay attention to the Inquirer and the Star and all those top-selling magazines that intrigue us so much when we're checking out in the, the grocery lane. And Think about our vision and what kind of environment we want to create. And the more positive that we can create it, which includes our positive communication, the more productive as a team we're going to be. Hmm. That's an interesting point. And you're right, as far as, you know, it comes at us from all different angles, right? From the reality TV, from the supermarket tabloids, from the Internet, from anywhere you turn, you're almost exposed to something, whether it's gossip or information. But it's interesting, though, that as you mentioned, that the that a gossip used to be what they'd consider a trusted friend. And boy, has that really turned around. <laughs> I think, I, yeah, I think yeah. I, you know, if it's somebody's my trusted friend, that's who they are. But if they're a gossip, I'm not really going to want to tell them too much if that's really what they are. That's an interesting, real interesting definition there. So I guess then too, then why would, why is it hard for people to stop the gossiping? You know, again, if you're at a workplace and you're there to do a job, why is it so hard to stop? Is it just our need to be in the know all the time? There, there are several main reasons why people gossip and one of them is the need to fit in. Another mm. one is that we want information in order to do our jobs effectively. And sometimes our leaders from top down don't share this information with us, so we seek other destructive ways of communicating. Although our intent is still positive or constructive, the method that we utilize to get information can be destructive, and that can lead to gossip. So there are many things that we can do from top down to really help cultivate that organization where gossip is not going to be a common occurrence. Additionally, people have the need to vent. And that's a human need. So if as a leader we're not providing constructive ways for team members to vent about situations or we're not open to hearing their feedback, they're going to be sharing that with their coworkers or our customers or everybody and anybody who's willing to listen at times. Yeah, and I think along those lines, I think I've heard the saying at one point, you know, in the absence of the truth, people will make up their own version of the truth. And that really is what becomes gossip, right? I mean, that's... You know, if you're not being open as a leader or open as a decision maker in your organization, especially I think in this really very uneasy time being in the workplace, you know, at all with everybody worried about their jobs and security and all that, if they're not getting the right information, you know, you've got the opportunity or the fertile ground for people to make things up. I mean, have you seen that too? Oh, that's, yes, that's absolutely true. We call that or having a transparent organization where you're very forthcoming with your staff. They know exactly what's going on, but a lot of leaders feel that there's certain information that they can't share with their staff or they don't have the full picture yet, so they're not going to share it. But the, the problem is, is that a lot of that information starts leaking out, people start speculating, and then people are making up their own versions of the truth. And worse yet, that their own versions of the truth is then getting out into the community. They're sharing that with their customers. They're sharing speculations. So whenever we have something going on, I always talk to leaders about 
communicating as much as you possibly can. And then what you can't, talk to them about how they should be communicating with customers. They almost do a little training on what they should or shouldn't be saying and get everybody's buy-in to where your organization's going and what you're trying to accomplish. And if everybody's in on that initial vision, it's going to be much easier to pull them in to say, here's how we want to communicate. Here's how we want to present the situation. A lot of leaders miss that step and don't talk to their staff about how they should be presenting information or what they should be saying to customers in situations or sharing truth. So people are making up things on their own. And that's when a lot of the rumors evolve and rumors are definitely a part of gossip. Well, you know, it's such a, a good point that you bring up, Julie, because I don't think that, that leaders really understand how important it is for them to, to give as much communicate, to give as much information as possible during any communication session. Again, especially because of the environment that we're all working in today. And I think another thing that you mentioned truly that people don't, don't really get the, the full impact of is as employees, if you're gossiping about certain things or you're making up your own story because of what you might have heard, when it starts to get out and affect the customer base, that's really when it begins to affect the bottom line. And people, I don't think, really see that. It sort of reminds me of the telephone game when you're a kid, right? I mean, you tell somebody right. one thing, and if you tell five other people, by the time it comes back to you, it has absolutely no refer- reference to what you initially said. So I certainly can see the link there. We're going to be taking a break in a minute, but I wanted to again mention that today our guest is Julie Barkis, and Julie and I are talking about her new book, which is about to come out. It's called Break the Gossip Chain. And on the other side of the break, we're going to talk a little bit more about some issues that Julie has faced in working with other companies to talk about breaking the gossip chain and and exactly how destructive it can be. Come on back after the break. You're listening to All Things Employment on TalkZone.com. 